Hey, Pond family, welcome back to another episode of the Pond Leaders Podcast. And I just came back from TAP, the Texas Association of Pawnbrokers Convention. And I had an amazing time. It was my first time out there, met incredible people, got to see uh, you know listeners of the podcast, got to introduce people to the podcast. It was an amazing time. Obviously, I was doing lives from the uh, conference. And one of the people that I interviewed was Jack Bonds. And I'm basically putting him on the on this podcast because it was such an amazing conversation, such an inspirational conversation. At one point, uh, he made me tear up. So this conversation is about how not to micromanage, how to enjoy and give freedom to your team. And Jack Bonds from McKinney's Jewelry Alone and Captain Jack's Pond Emporium uh, just taught me and everybody else watching the lesson of how to enjoy life while being a pawnbroker. And so this is my interview with Jack Bonds. But before that, I also got to see my friends from Podium at this show, and it was awesome. Uh, they came out. We had a great time. And they're basically, I got to see so many pawnbrokers' success stories. They were showing me how one pawnbroker went from, you know, 50 reviews to over 500 reviews. And people were just walking up to me saying how Podium has really changed their business, not just on the Google front, not just on the review front, but with connecting with them on their website, with text messaging, with so much more. So check out podium.com slash leaders to get an amazing discount for your monthly subscription. And now here is my podcast with Jack Bonds. Hey everyone, my name is Igal Adado and this is the Palm Leaders Podcast, a podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life all while working at the pawn shop. Family, welcome back to the Texas Association of Pawnbrokers Convention here in the Energy Corridor. I'm having a great time here in Houston. And with me, I have Jack. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. We're having a great day to here today. Yeah, it's, it's been, so this is my first time at TAP. I've been a pawnbroker for 18 years. And this has been, a, a, it's a great show, great turnout, and great people. I tell you, it's like a big family. That's the thing about the pond industry. Everybody that works together, and if you're a member of the organization, we do kind of refer ourselves to a big family. Yeah. We, I've been coming here, I don't know how long the organization's been, but it seems like 18, 19, 20 years. Wow. It's been a while. Nice. So tell us, how long have you been in the business yourself? I got in the business when I was 21 years old. Okay. And I reluctantly going to say I'm 61. So I guess that's 40, 40 years, years, 40 years behind a pond counter. So you've been doing this longer than I've been alive. Oh, thank 40. you for that. I, I want to say how much I appreciate that coming from you. How wonderful you are. Thank the, you, sir. I did the quick math. I know. Hey, and you're good at it. You know, you got to go with that. Yes, of course. So you've been now, in the business for 40 years. Let's see how many more people have been alive. Okay. No, I, yeah, I've been in the business 40 years, no Incredible. doubt. So you've got uh, you know, McKinney Jewelry alone, Captain Jack's Pawn Emporium, and three stores in a different state. Yeah, went on went on vacation in Arkansas and ended up opening up pawn shops. <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you're a pawnbroker, it's kind of what you do. You're a yeah. pawnbroker, you yeah. know. And so I had a great time there and, and uh, ran into some good people. Next thing you know, we're opening stores. Nice. So how many people do you have on your team? Wow. Okay, how many people do I have on my team? Uh, it's probably, if you add all the stores together, somewhere around 30. Amazing. So yeah. you've been doing this for 40 years. Obviously, you've got some success um, yeah, a little okay yeah i've so, got you fooled so far i like that part yeah so uh, you I'm look smarter naive, you look smarter yeah. than that actually i'm trying i'm really trying i'm tired though. i know but, uh, yes. but uh 
So tell us, you know, we've got a lot of people watching. Um, tell them what you think some mistakes are that pawn shops are making that you've seen and what you've done uh, to create some success when it comes to the pawn shop. Well, I'm going to tell you, the number one thing in the pawn business is customer service. It's like any other business. You have to have good customer service. Yeah, that means you've got to have good people on your team. Uh, you've got to have good uh, employees in the sense of the, uh, the sense of the word. I always, people say, where do you find these people? I say, I don't find them. They find me. I've never had any luck going out trying to hire anybody. I just wait around. Somebody shows up. It seems to work for me that yes. way. And it's usually word of mouth. A few years ago, I, like I had three uh, sisters and as they got to be 16, they went to work and they worked for me until they got out of college and, oh. and it worked out well. Uh, so I think the number one thing is you've got to treat your customers well. You've got to have a great team of people behind you, somebody that you can trust. If you don't, if you, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. And I always find, you know, when I was 40 a few years ago, were you alive then? I'm just <laughs> checking. All right. So anyway, uh, when I was 40, I had colon cancer. Wow. Yeah, I'm a semicolon now. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, uh, it was a great experience. It was a great experience for me because what happened, my troops rallied. You know, I'm laying on my back. I'm in the hospital. And suddenly I figured out, gee, they do better without me. Yeah. That was, you know, good and bad. So uh, it get, taught me a great lesson to empower the people around me, step back, and let them do it. I love it. You know, because a lot of times they have different ideas than I have. And I like to think mine are really good. But honestly, sometimes they come up with some pretty good ideas. And yeah. if you just let them do it, you're going to come out ahead. And you, you talk about something that I think a lot of pawnbrokers still currently do, which is micromanage. Oh, you can't right? micromanage. And people are micromanaging their teams to death. Oh, my gosh. And they want to. somebody was talking right now. They were telling me that they knew a pawnbroker who had to give approval for every loan over $50. Oh, that's crazy. It's what insanity. kind of life is that? It's not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what happens, you know, uh, you just have to let people, I'll hire a 16 year old kid, put him behind the counter and I give him a day or two training. But if he wants to write that guy a thousand dollar loan, he writes the loan and it works. And it works. Does he make mistakes? Yes. They, you know, and you know what? Sometimes they pick up the mistakes. Yeah. You know, he writes loans that I wouldn't write, but they pick them up. My favorite thing, I, I never will forget, we had this work program. They kind of got out of that school. Back in the old yeah. days, okay, <laughs> they had work programs, you know. And uh, what was fascinating about it, they at school they would review what these what these people were doing. Kids would say, well, I'm cooking French fries. You know, I'm doing French fries. That's my job. All I do is cook French fries. You know, and, and so a kid who's working for me, he says, well, yesterday I loaned a, a guy $1,020 on a, a set of rings and a, and a Browning Satori, you know, and, and it's just mind-boggling. But when you empower these people, they always stay, I shouldn't say always because always is a bad word. Yes. But most, most, of the, of the time. most of the time, they will they will rise to the occasion. And you also realize that it's okay if they make mistakes. Sure. Because a lot of pawnbrokers are so afraid of anybody making a mistake. Well, I tell them, you're not managing a ring. You're not managing a toolbox. You're not managing a, a gun. You're managing a pawn shop. And you, you have to kind of expand your mind out a little bit. So, you know what? So, if I make $20 less on this guitar than I would have otherwise, or 50 extra dollars on this ring, but the truth is, I'm managing the pawn shop. Yeah. I can't micromanage every little thing in the store or nothing happens nothing yeah. gets done yeah. and you don't live your life no you don't enjoy the, like you know my father uh 
pawnbroker for many years. At the age of 50, he got Parkinson's and dementia. Oh, wow. That's tough. And he always said, like, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, wait. I'm going to wait, wait later. I'm going to travel later. I'm mm -hmm, going to do this mm -hmm. later. And now he can't. I like to travel. Yeah. yeah I, went, I spent two months in the jungle of Papua New Guinea. Wow. Yeah, a few years ago. And I had no contact with the outside world. None. And when I got back, everything was still here. So I got to, like, you like to travel. Yes. What did you do in Papua New Guinea? I collected anthropological artifacts. Incredible. I was fun. Had a great time. Wow. Met a lot of nice people. Everywhere I go, folks are always nice to me. Yeah. You know. Seemed like a nice guy. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I can put on a face, you know, <laughs> too funny. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, that's what you want to do. Like, success isn't just about having a bigger loan balance and no. having more stores. It's being able to have the freedom to travel, be with your family, to do what you love so you can go back and say, is everything cool? Yeah, we're good. Awesome. Thank well, you. Well, you so know, much. no one is going to, I used to have a guy that worked with me. I called uncle Bob. Okay. He wasn't my uncle, you know, uh, but he, he was an older gentleman. I was young. Then I was like 30 and uncle Bob, he would always say a hundred years from now, no one's going to know the difference. And he's a hundred percent right. You know, when I'm gone, no one's going to care about what my loan balance was or if I sold that TV or that diamond ring. Nobody's going to care anything about that. Yeah. It's not in the big scheme of the world. It actually doesn't even matter. Yeah. I always say if I got a pickup truck, a full belly and a warm place to sleep, I'm good to go. Yeah. And, and going back to my father, uh, he was an incredible problem that taught me so much. And he's, and he's today he's got caregivers and things like that. But I remember as a kid. You know, people talk about like leaving legacy, and legacy to them just means money sometimes. Uh, but legacy is also time. I remember wanting, you know, just just come home and play. You know, like it doesn't matter what car you're driving, what watch you're wearing, just come home and play. You know, when I was when I was a real young guy, I drove a truck for Coca-Cola Bottling Company, and there was a bank on Ross and in Fitchu, I think it was, there in Dallas. And I can't remember the name of the bank, but it was one of my co-bottle stops. But I do remember rolling in there, and there was this picture of this man that said our founder, you know, the guy apparently that started the bank. And the bank was like five, six stories high. I mean, it was impressive. It was yeah. an impressive building. And I always had an admiration for that picture and that man, you know. But And I can say the same thing about James Cash Penny. When I was a kid, James Cash Penny, J.C. Penny, we were all in the, his picture was all in the, in the J.C. Penny stores. Yeah. They're struggling now, which, you know, they're still around. But my point with the bank is the man died. I remember I was making a Coke bottle route, and I had a black wreath on the door. So, you know, that's not good. The whole bottom line, though, in about four or five years, the building was gone. They tore the building down and built something else. And, and the, the bottom line to that, I guess, is that nothing we build is going to matter. There's absolutely nothing we can do that's actually going to matter except for the investment in people that you make as you go through your life. Yeah. That's the only thing that's going to matter. That's the only hope you have for any legacy. Nobody cares about how much money you have. Nobody cares about your loan base. Nobody cares about, you know, your punctuality. Yeah. And I, think, and I think a lot of people don't understand the responsibility as a business owner so you've got 30 team members. That's right. And with those 30 team members, the way you're running business, you're making a difference in their life. That's right. And they can go back and make a difference in their kids' lives. And in essence, you're helping grow leaders in this world because of the way you're treating your people. That's exactly and right. And as pawnbrokers, you might have a team of two, you might have a team of 200, but you have a responsibility to lead so that they grow up in a better world. So that they go home and sleep and they don't say, man, I hate that Jack guy. I can't, oh, no. I don't wake up tomorrow. 
I know. Well, and, and I don't have that as a rule. I don't yeah. think, of course you never know. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I get a lot of young people that we have a Christmas party every year yeah. and I have people show up for the Christmas party that worked for me 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. It is cool. <laughs> and they keep up with me. Yeah. They, you know, I had this one employee. It was kind of cute. We have the same birthday, not day, but yeah. same date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, obviously this person is a lot younger than I am. So <laughs> anyhow, the long of it is, uh, we all, it's kind of a game with us. She hadn't been with me and she teaches school now. Yeah. She's a school teacher and she hasn't been with me probably five or six years, but on November 18th, I, st I stay up on the night of the 17th because at 12 o'clock I'm texting her happy oh, birthday, you know, you know, because she's always trying to beat me and I'm determined not to let that happen. But uh, it's kind of fun. So let me ask you this question. Where did you get this this love or this knowledge of knowing that if you don't invest in your people, it doesn't work out? I think I must have got that from my grandparents. I think so. My grandparents were great people. Uh, and I miss them a lot. You know, I remember when my grandfather died. You know how it is when they, when they bury them, you go back to the cemetery, check everything after everybody gets done. And there was this guy there, and I could barely understand what he was saying. I could barely understand what he was saying. But he was pointing at the grave, and he said, good man, good man. But he, he couldn't barely understand it because he, he had an impediment. And, and so I didn't know him. And I, I looked at Grandma when we got back in the car. I said, Grandma, I said, who's that fella? And she said, well, said he worked for us some, said he needed money, so he worked for us. Said, I'd send clothes home with him and tell him that I think your mama can use these clothes to make quilts. She says, but we knew it fit him, you know. And so it was that kindness, I wasn't going to say of my grandparents, that they transferred that into me. And I just, that's my part of life to pass that on. That's legacy. That's legacy. That's beautiful. That is legacy. Yes. And and you're you're passing on that legacy. Absolutely. Like and they, it doesn't have to be family. It can be anybody. Yeah. It can be anybody. Anybody that you have a close connection with is family. Yeah. You know, you know, and so I think that's and you gotta have patience with people. Yeah. You gotta have patience with people. People aren't all made the same. Yeah. Thank God. You know, <laughs> thank God they're not like me, you know, because, you know, we'd all be in a mess of a shape, you know. But, I mean, uh, most people I run into are, are try to do their best. Yeah. They try to do their best. There's this kid I hired last – this is funny, okay. Uh, I hired him last uh, June, he just fresh out of high school. Man, this kid don't know anything. I'm telling you, it's funny. I shouldn't say that. I hope he's not watching this, okay. <laughs> but, anyway, he, he told me, he says, his life goal – he plays guitar, and he's pretty good at it. He, well, I shouldn't say pretty. He's doggone good at it. Okay, and his life goal was to go see the Country Music Hall of Fame. Okay. But he comes from a very, very small town, and he hasn't had a lot of exposure. He said, I want to see the Country Music Hall of Fame before I die. That is my life's goal. And I said, that's it? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I'm going to Nashville by guitars on Tuesday. You want to go with me? He said, you're inviting me to go to Nashville, Tennessee? I said, absolutely. So we got in the truck. Big rainstorm. Man, we had fish running over the top of the truck. It was a big rainstorm. But anyhow, we, we got down the road, and we made it to Nashville by about 12.30, 1 o'clock. We were in Arkansas. About 12.30, 1 o'clock, we went to see Country Music Hall of Fame, went to see the rhyme, and, boy, he's Facebooking everybody and tweeting everybody and all this stuff all through that. Then went to see uh, Johnny Cash Museum. I told him, I said, son, I said, you know, 
uh, we was in the Country Music Hall of Fame. I don't know if you've ever been there. We got all yeah. these beautiful, beautiful costumes. Went con- we was in Johnny Cash Museum. I said, just to let you know, these are all going to be black. You know, <laughs> there's not that much color there. But anyhow, uh, we got through. We eating barbecue on Broadway Street at at five o'clock. And I looked at him. I said, let me tell you, I said, if we can accomplish your life's goal by supper, we're going to stretch you out some boy. <laughs> I, you know, we got to work on you a little bit. We got to get you out to where you could do something. So we built him a stage. We built him a stage in the store. And uh, so this summer when the tourists come, we're going to keep the store open late at night. And he's going to play and he's going to have his friends playing. Oh, and he'd be like a little, he's going to be his own country music show there. That's incredible. It's fun. You, you might have just, you know built something like- I, I get commission yeah. <laughs> management <laughs> management fee right man well, i don't want to manage it lord i got enough to manage just, just yeah just you know it's like I just somebody, send me a check every month that's right me. it's like when people say maybe we should call jack no don't call jack <laughs> just do it you know what do i, I know love that. i love that because a lot of times people are like no why didn't you call me oh no i never said why didn't you call me <laughs> no that's crazy because I, yeah, I get too many you know, the only phone calls I get are, are from people that already know the answer. They just don't want to say the answer. Yeah. And when they call me, I say, you already know the answer. What's the answer? And they'll tell me, I go, why'd you call? I don't care. Call me anytime. But you already know the answer. That's awesome. Yeah. Jack, this has been incredible. I've had a fun time. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I also want to just really uh, quickly touch on that you are – the president. I'm the president of the association. Well, I am until tomorrow at noon. Then they're going to, I've term limited out. Okay. So we have term limits in the organization. So people like me can't be overbearing, you know. But, and, you, but you've been very involved. Oh, I've been the president and the chairman and I don't know what, multiple times. I have to lay out a year and they may put me back on the board or they may not. Yeah. The great news is we got a lot of wonderful young faces and a lot of wonderful new people. There's no reason why I should have to be placed back on the board. Yeah. We have a lot of good quality people here in the association, and I'm really excited about that because that's how you know if your organization, whether it's a pawnbroker's association or your own pawn shop, you have to ask the question, will this survive without me? And if it won't, you don't have a good organization. you got to work on it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for being involved. Thanks for giving your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Texas Palm Brokers. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much, Shaq. And we'll see you at dinner tonight. Oh, hey, you're going to come for the auction. You know what? So I, I have to admit, uh, I didn't know what was going on. So I said, hey, uh, I've got some clients here. And I said, hey, who wants to go to dinner tonight? And everybody said, like, no, 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 no. We're going to the auction. You got to see this. <laughs> so, so The auction is fun. Yeah. So, the auction so we is canceled, fun. I canceled everything. And we'll be there. That's going to be great. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I don't know what we're auctioning off, but, you know, we'll have fun with it. this is different. It's a different auction. Well, we got to do something to raise pack money. That's all I can say. Yes, it's different. I have model coats. I've done a little bit of everything. We've sang guitar. We played guitars and serenade one year. I even ate stink bait, you know. know, To raise money. To raise money. That's dedication there, buddy. So I just want to say uh, thank you for those watching. we got Jason Wallace, Mario, Raphael, Corey, Richard, Brian, Garrett. What's up, brother? Uh, Jeff Wilhelm. Um, And Corey Tobias says, what a great personality. Talking about you. Oh, that's nice of you. Thank you. And Mario says, 2001, I started with Jack. He gave me a chance out of high school. Mario Antonio Gonzalez. Oh, Mario. Hey, Mario. How you doing? That makes me happy. It's good to hear from you. Incredible. So he says... You gave him the opportunity right out of high school. You believed in him. So, oh. uh, yeah, so Mario, if you're still watching, man, let us know what you're up to. No, Thank you. No, that no. makes me happy. See, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Incredible. 
Oh, gosh. Awesome. I cannot wait. <laughs> I hope somebody else, to, you know, it happened to me one time. A lot of these young people become nurses and teachers and okay. stuff. So one time, <laughs> one time I go to a doctor and the nurse, well, you know, I don't know what she told this doctor, but she points at me and the doctor says, is this the guy? <laughs> There's no telling, you know, so... <laughs> So like, hopefully it's hey, a good one. She is not giving me a shot. You know, I'm just gonna say that's not happening. I'd like baby. to request somebody else, please. I'd like to request somebody else. Awesome. Thanks for being on, guys. Stay tuned. We've got a couple of uh, a little bit more time until we go to dinner tonight. Ah, super. And um, it's been incredible here at the Doctor Adventure. I'm so happy I came. And stay tuned for more here from the Pollinators Podcast.